I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready Player Two, episode 96. I remember the episode because Ross told me just a moment ago. And spoiler alert, Ross is here. Hello. And Elle is here. Hello. And Lee is here. Hello. And Lewis is here. Hello. And I'm Rich. We're all here because we effed up a little bit last night. There was a slight scheduling snafu, but everything's fine <coughs> now. I nearly did a scheduling redux <laughs> snafu today, but everything was fine. Managed to get rid of my parents just in time, and we're all good to go. And, because it's been a million years since we recorded last, hopefully we've all played games, haven't we, Lewis? Nope. Nope, brilliant. He's <laughs> <laughs> got two months to play games as well. <laughs> everything's... everything's I, I can't even remember the last game I properly played. <laughs> brilliant. Excellent. Right, glad you're here. Uh, Lee? <laughs> oh, that's adult life, though, isn't it? Yeah. What, him not oh, playing games? It's not a bloody video game podcast, Al. There's no excuse. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not, not even that I'm too busy. I spend most of my time watching other people play games. <laughs> he spends most of his time watching me play games. Strong. That's almost the same thing. Just that twiddle your thumbs while you do yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, Lee, I know you've played at least one game. Yes, I've played, I played two games. I'm trying to think now. There might have been another. There's, no, there's been more games. I've, been, I've played many games. Well, you're, only, you're only allowed to. L, and how many, <laughs> how many games have you played? Uh, I'll talk about one because that's one? all we'll have time for. Well, hang on. Why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, God. <laughs> all right, okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, Ross, you play games as well? I have. I've played two that I can talk about. Oh, amazing. That you can talk about. Wait, what one have, yeah. can't you talk about? Oh, one's what, not worth talking about, that's fine. What wasn't worth talking about? It's not <laughs> like it was some kind of adult game that you shouldn't, that isn't really copious <laughs> metas for the podcast. That's from me and my only fans from page. Oh, <laughs> oh. I've played all the games in the whole world which is a good job that Lewis hasn't played any because we can co-talk about all the games <laughs> I've played and he's watched alright brilliant um, I'm not going to start this week because I almost start every week I think and that's unfair for everybody so who we can start with uh, we can start with well, L's only got one so I can't start with L let's start with Lee <gasps> I better start with. Oh, actually, um, before I start with the games, I need to start no, with the no, facts no, no, that no, I've I got. I can't use games. I can't believe this. We're going off piste already. I'm going to go to Ross. No, no. no. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I've got a new games console. What? Um, Ooh, a new yeah. games console or an what? old games console? It, new to me. Right. Games <laughs> new to you. Right. Um, but new to you, but early to the 80s. <laughs> it's actually, I think it was 2011 it was released. Oh, I've God, got this a, is new to everybody then. Okay, brilliant. PS Vita. 
Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, um, um, this was sent to me by a um, friend of the podcast, uh, uh, Gothmog Plays. Um, are the retro Matt on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Really nice guy. Um, he, I sent him something for his Amiga, and he decided to send me a PS Vita. Um, which you know, I completely blew me away. Really, really generous, and I've I've barely put it down since I've got it. It's been a bit of a revelation. I had a PSP when they first came out. Yeah, and I had to pre- pretend to like it for quite a long time because my wife <laughs> bought it for me, um, <laughs> and I never really got on with it. I have to admit, it, it, you there were just a couple described of what happened with my Vita. In fact, that's exactly what happened with my Vita. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's for the same reason, but. Um, Wait, wait, it wouldn't have been for me because um, the PSP controls were torture. Um, I mean, PlayStation controls in general for me, I know um, other people suffer the same thing. If you've got big hands, yeah, they're they're not comfortable and I end up with bad cramps and the PSP controls are just exacerbated that really badly. I I couldn't play it for any length of time. And as much as I loved that console, I ended up selling it at some point in the past and... um, I kind of regret that now. Um, do you? Do you want another one? Because I've got literally one right here that I haven't played on in about <laughs> 10 years. You can have it if you want it. There's like three available on Facebook Marketplace right now near me for about 30 right. quid each. Uh, you can yeah. have it for free, mate. There you go. Uh, well, actually, I might jump on that, Ross. <laughs> All right, I'll send one of you. I'll, I'll come back to it. that in a minute. Okay. We'll deal with Ross Marketplace in a moment. Lee, you continue, mate. You, can, you carry on. Um, so I got this. I immediately jailbroke it and installed of all of the uh, emulators and games that I could find on the internet on it on a 128 gig SD card and it's just been brilliant um, as an emulation machine, fantastic but anyway, the game I wanted to talk about uh, I went straight in at the top, I, I decided to play the best game on the PSV uh, and talk about that and, and all the lists huh? Little Big Planet, Tearaway <laughs> Nope, F-Zero no, nope. Lemmings. Ball. You know what it is, really. Wait, do I? Yeah, I, t- I, sp- I told you. I've forgotten already. Oh. <laughs> so, on all the lists that I found, obviously not the ones that you've been looking at, uh, the top game for the PS Vita is Persona 4 Golden. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember you telling me okay. about this now. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about this game. <laughs> are any of them good? Some of them are good, yes. Okay. Some of them are good. I there there is some uh, uncomfortableness about the whole Japanese um, difficult JRPGs, yeah. yeah difficult approach to sexuality in uh, in this one. <laughs> I didn't find it very comfortable because there's a lot of the old Japanese schoolgirl type, you know, flirtatiousness going on and. <laughs> It's, you know they're not real, right? <laughs> they are cartoons. I'm aware of this. Like how how do you feel about murdering people in games? Let's just set let's just set the bar. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> where, where Lee is comfortable in games. Well, killing if people? It, Fine. If, if I was like killing a child in a game, I would feel uncomfortable. If I was doing something that were, I felt morally ambiguous about I would feel about that in the game. I, you know, I, I, maybe that's just me. Bloody hell, um, wait till hot, we get to my games. Note down, <laughs> never stream games. 
I was going to say, hold up, you feel morally ambiguous about killing people, or killing children, rather. Killing children. I'm all right about killing people that deserve it. He's on the it, fence, mate, killing kids. Yeah. He's on the fence, yeah. disappointed yeah. in Skyrim, because you can't kill the kids. No, it's not completely no, 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 It's ambiguity. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you, there, are, there are grey areas. I'll do it <laughs> if it's fun. Shit been. <laughs> um, so, there's, there's one point in the game where you're... The game is set, you know, you're, you're school kids, basically. And a large part of the game is set in the school. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that you do in the, out, you know, in the outside world is, you know, um, in the school. And you have to attend classes and you can rank up your knowledge by doing, you know, answering the questions right, that sort of thing. Um, and there's a point of the game where the, one, one of the teachers just makes a comment that's, just wrong about one of the female students and it's and then immediately on the next screen you press x and on the next screen it says don't tell your parents about that i could get in trouble (laughs) i took screenshots of this and um i'll show you later but um there's not i mean it's not terrible after that point and it wasn't terrible up to that point but that just really made me stop in my tracks and think (laughs) If anyone sees me playing this, looking over my shoulder, I'm just going to get some question marks thrown at, you know, the state of my mind. Anyway. I'd be more interested in who the fuck are you? How did you get in my garden? Yeah, get (laughs) get the fuck out of my garage. (laughs) Um, So the game itself, I... It's long. (laughs) It's it's so long. Yeah, but I mean, when you say long... How, how long should a tutorial section be? What's the acceptable time <coughs> that you should spend playing? Five minutes. Five nah. minutes? Yeah. In an I mean, RPG, 30 minutes, I think. 30 minutes, Rich? Yeah. L? Yeah. I, I said optional. Optional. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, have you got a... Don't hold my hand. I mean, uh, so the Fallout 3 tutorial is uh, about 45 minutes. Okay. Um, try two and a half hours <laughs> before they take the training wheels off. You play the game for two and a half hours. I finished and, games in. And when I say <laughs> no, you've yeah. given up. Games. Yeah. No, 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 games, no, no, no. Yeah. So transference, which I played a little while ago, I finished that in less than two hours. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm at that two and a half hours, nearly three hours actually. You most of the time you are sitting there just pressing X. That's all you're doing. That there is very little actual gameplay up to that point. Um, and by the time I got to that point and it let me play a du- through a dungeon with um, I think I had three characters in my party at that point um, I was having quite a good time it, w- it was okay but I, I, I was thinking if I'd have just been given this Bone seriously <laughs> they're on to you Lee they're on to you, they know what you're looking at <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law. <laughs> um, so, I uh, I played I played through the first dungeon, and up to that point, uh, when I got to that point, I was thinking, if I'd have been given this much game at the start, would I would I have carried on? You know, knowing that this was what the game was. Would you? Probably not. Um, no. If I'm honest, I. I've I've played the game for about eleven or twelve hours now, and most of 
the the reason for that is because I have played the game for eleven or twelve hours, <laughs> and it's 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 all right. I've I've, I've been hearing that um, there is more to the game after this. I'm probably going to carry on playing it after this point, but I'm not yeah. filled with You're a great person passion. Than me, Lee. <laughs> Have you played this one, have you? I played a Persona for some amount of time before <laughs> I went, eh, I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> It seems to be quite a divisive game. Like, some people, the people who like it are really into it. Absolutely. And they want to, like, 100% it, platinum it, whatever. And then the people, like, and then other people are just like, eh, it's all right. I've seen videos on YouTube, like, where I've, I've gone on YouTube to basically find out if there's more to the game that I'm missing and as far as I can tell no there isn't um, <laughs> but, but there's some of these are how Persona 4 Golden changed my life it's just... yeah but people say that about Furbies yeah <laughs> people say that about kids I they're mean, fucking nutcases a lot of them significant amount of trauma with Furbies let's be real yeah, and Persona and 4 kids. by the sounds of things <laughs> there is some trauma <laughs> so is this the, the the main game that you've played on the Vita since you got it? Yes. There are better games. Yeah, on the Vita. I have played be- better games on the Vita. Literally any. Yeah, by the sounds of things, pretty much anything. See, I had a Vita um, long ago, and this was before I had a PS4. Had uh, now I've played on my I played my PS4 using streaming quite a lot now since I've got the PS4 I stream it to my PC for various reasons but it allows me to um, to stream it through Discord yeah and so I stream it to the PC and then I share the screen through through Discord the streaming works surprisingly well had I had a PS4 at the point that I had my Vita I think my Vita would have got an awful lot more use than it did get. What it actually got was me sat in the house going, oh, I can play on my Vita. Hang on a minute. I'm a metre and a half away from a PC. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't feel like a huge amount of point. And I'm not, I didn't commute. I wasn't somebody, if I was out, I was out. I didn't really want to game while I was out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm either somewhere where I'm next to my PC and able to play all the full fat, full feature games that I normally want to play, Mm. or I'm out without any kind of console. And the only time that I wasn't is was when I was on holiday or something. Mm. And it's just not... I get that. It wasn't against the Vita necessarily. It's just I'm not a a portable gamer. That was the problem. I I had one of the problems I had with the PSP as well. I just wasn't using it because I was playing PC games and Mm -hmm. other console Mm -hmm. games at the time. Um, But in this iteration of it this time that you know i've not i, I can't think of a handheld that i re- i mean the switch that i've got sits behind the telly on its dock yeah. it's probably melted by now i don't know it's, <laughs> it might not be even be there it's probably under a layer of dust um that i just don't i don't use it um but the the reason i've been using this is because it's jailbroken and and i've i've installed just i've got all psp games on there i've got PlayStation games on there, PlayStation One games on there, yeah, and everything from there down uh, is on there. And it's as an emulation system, and as you know, I'm having a bit of an emulation. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing all of the uh, the old games. This is perfect, uh, you know, being able to sit out in the garden in a shady area because it's an LCD screen and it's not particularly bright. <laughs> um, 
I can I can I bet sat out there the other the other day or was it yesterday with a bottle of beer playing Streets of Rage. Nice on a Mega Drive. Oh yeah, this is fantastic. I was going to say disclaimer here: these are all games that Lee already owns. No, actually, <laughs> actually, they were going to shut down the Vita store yeah. like not long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they backed out of that, so they they just basically went, "We're shutting down the store, the PlayStation Store on Vita. That's it. Buy what you can buy now. After yeah. that, you're out." So obviously, this ramped up people jailbreaking the systems. It ramped up people quickly getting hold of everything that they they wanted to get hold of before everything was shut down. There was simply no way of getting these games anymore. If you're going to pull shit like that, you're going to end up with shit like Lee. Yeah, you're asking for it. And it's it's an old system. It's old games. All right, fine. Don't pirate, yada, yada, yada. But um, emulation, brilliant. Yeah, these yeah. old games mm-hmm. a, new, a new lease of life, and I think you know what I've got a new appreciation for emulation, but not not because of the not because of the games necessarily, but because I feel like there are older games now that the the younger generation are never going to see, are never mm-hmm. going to play, nobody's ever going to appreciate them, but there is there is stuff in them. That is worth seeing and that is worth talking about. There's there's mechanics, there's storyline, there's ideas, there's there's also shit. There's also stuff that definitely yeah. needs to be Absolutely. left behind. But if you don't know your history, you are doomed to repeat it. So mm-hmm. having being able to play all these old games in a really accessible way on whatever system you want is brilliant. Mm. Very good. Yeah. But you know, buying old Amigas and replacing the capacitors and shit on them, that's a bit weird. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> I had such okay. a good time with my Amigas, and I've um, I've been doing really amazing things with my Amigas. Pie Storm, so that was that was incredible. But I can't talk about it on here because that's that's straying into stuff that people will just fall asleep to. That's niche content. <laughs> mm. Too niche for us. Too niche for us. When do we get to L section? That's where the niche off the rail stuff begins. <laughs> um, so look, verdicts on the Vita in general. Uh, if you want um, if you want a handheld system that can do pretty much anything at the moment, I'd rate it higher than my Switch. I no do. Way. It's just so good. I can't I can't do what I want to do on the Switch. Just can't do what I want to do. That's because you've got it jailbroken and because you've got these emulators and stuff on it, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so in you have five years' time. Yeah, I mean, if you, you jailbroke your Switch, then you could do everything. Then you could do all of that kind of stuff. You could do all uh, of that. And, the, and it would be a be- with a better performance. Yeah. The, the Vita was by far the, the superior handheld console on the market, underappreciated mm-hmm. and without the games that really would have driven it to being top of its game until the Switch came out. The Switch is a far superior piece of kit. And I get what you're saying with being jailbroken and being able to play everything that you want on it and all the rest of it, but the Switch is just so freaking good. If it had all of that stuff on it, the Switch would be... As a a piece of kit, I'm still constantly amazed by the Switch. I do not like the Switch controls. What? Yeah, I'm with you on that. The the way the Joy-Cons are. Yeah, I I do kind of get that. I haven't tried a Switch Lite. No. Exactly. I don't know what they're like. Yeah. Is it, is it the same help. layout and everything? I've got Joy-Con drift on at least one of my Joy-Cons and it drives oh, yeah. me freaking nuts. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, the the Vita controls are tight. They're really good. In fact, um, 
uh, Matt sent me this Vita with a broken thumbstick, so which was great because I got to take it apart and fix it. <laughs> That there you go. A ringing endorsement for a system that a just continued two years ago. <laughs> sent me some broken shit. Got to fix it. It's so exciting. Oh, if you're going to send me something, make sure it's. Don't actually know. I'm not going to say that because Ross is going to send me. Just, bits smash, bits. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just smack it with a hammer before it sends it out. All right. Okay. We're going to move on to Ross. Could yeah, sure. Go yeah, on. let's do it. I've got a game that Elle's going to love. It's called Maneater. Um, you play as a shark. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just got it from the PS, uh, the, the, the uh, Game Pass, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's stupid. It's incredibly stupid. The first level is a prologue, so you're you play as the shark who gets captured by this hunter and disfigures you, and um, then it throws you back into the, the the start. You're a little baby shark going around killing turtles and all this sort of other stuff, and. Um, yeah, you have to work your way back through the story, getting bigger and bigger until you become like a, a megalodon shark, and you can just destroy anything. But it's it's stupid fun, just absolutely tearing it through the water and just ripping people off of their boats, diving out of the water, grabbing them with your teeth, and just destroying them under the water and just leaving blood trails behind you. <laughs> stupid fun, really stupid. Does it fun. not get boring pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, I've played it for like two hours, like in half hour goes just to. Like I've got a bit pissed off with other things, so I thought I'd play this for a little bit, just destroy some stuff, and it's it's fun to do that. But yeah, it's in the it's in the game pass at the minute, and it's just stupid fun to play. I'm only like on the second level of it so far, so we'll see how it goes. But it's all right; it's free as well if you've got a game pass. So. What I'm what I'm always interested in with stuff like that is they had a great idea, mm. pretty cool. You the, you the protagonist slash non antagonist. What do you call it? <laughs> antagonist. Other people. Antagonist. Anti-hero, yeah. Antagonist. Yeah, that's not that's not the opposite to protagonist. No, but I don't think. Yeah, but if you're playing it, it's definitely antagonist. You can't straight up be the antagonist. But I suppose if you're eating people, all right, yeah. whatever you are, shark antagonist. Yeah. Um, and you and you're just like full on eating people. And I always thought, okay, but what next? Like, where does it go? I feel like yeah. I feel like that's the game, and it isn't going to go anywhere. But if they like, kind of go, I don't know. You become like a, a laser shark, yeah. helicopters, ah. future space shark. Yeah, you, well, you do take on vehicles. You take on boats and uh, like cruise liners and that sort of stuff. You have to wear them down and then just destroy them and things like that. See, all right. I'm interested to know whether it goes any further, but it always yeah. looked like a bit of a stupid. Play it for two or three hours, and then you're probably done with it, kind of game. Yeah, you have boss battles on each level. So there's like a, a barracuda, an alligator, a sperm whale. Um, that sperm sort of stuff. whale. Yeah, you have to kill one of those at some point. The difficulty curve is just... <laughs> I feel like it went from alligator to sperm whales. A sea bass, sperm whale. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, um, we'll see where that one goes. But yeah, that's just uh, stupid, stupid fun. All right, okay. And that's yeah. on the Game Pass? Yeah. So yeah, pick it up is that is that on the Xbox One X? Uh, yeah, it's on everything. It's on Switch, it's on Steam, it's on oh, PlayStation. Oh, Switch? Yeah, it's on everything. It's Series X enhanced, which whatever. Series that means. X enhanced. Is this, yeah. is, is this showing the caliber of the available Series X games that you've been playing? That I can kill people at greater gigawatts or whatever the fuck. Greater gigawatts. You've got to be flopping. <laughs> yeah. You need all the flops for the shark. My shark flops are amazing. Oh man, flip flops. All right. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one of my games if that's okay. Now I'm going to have to go to Lewis at some point, and I'm going to do that. During one of my sections, do you have a game that you want to speak about, Lewis? Uh, only briefly. 
Okay. I'm going to do one very quickly. Ish. Um, and this is also going to incorporate Lewis. So, after we spoke last time, I went and I got Buddy Simulator 1984, which is a <laughs> game that Elle spoke about on the last podcast. And um, she said, oh yeah, it's a game where it starts off and it's a text-based adventure game and then it gradually descends into some form of puddling madness. And I went, okay, I liked text-based adventure games when text-based adventure games were the thing to play. I want to give this a go. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so we, I played this a little bit uh, with my brother and then I played the back end of the game with Lewis, so streaming it online. Um so for anybody who didn't pay attention last week or has forgotten because it was batshit and weird, it's a text-based adventure game where the whole premise is you are talking to your buddy who is an AI, like a 1984 era artificial intelligence, basically shit. You get to play tic-tac-toe with it and rock, paper, scissors and a couple of other things. And then it suddenly goes, oh, I know, I can make some more games. Bye-bye. And then it just like the game closes completely and then you have to launch it back up again. And then it goes, oh, welcome back. I've made some more games for us. And the games get progressively more complex as if you're evolving through eras of um, of gaming. And the graphics are added, and then so it starts off being like a top a top down game, and then it becomes kind of a, a slightly side on isometric game. But all the time you're in the same world. You're you know the stuff that you could see in the text based bit is stuff that gets rendered in the two D bit and the whole nine yards. But all the way, interlaced all the way through this, is this real weird shit that's going on. <laughs> where the AI is just incredibly clingy and very needy um, and also weird and odd. And you get the impression that you're not the first person it's done this to. And you're not 100% sure what happened to the last one. And we're going to be gets, best friends. And everything's going to be fine if you're my best friend. <laughs> we'll stay together. We'll love each other forever because we'll be best friends. I know. <laughs> and it keeps going like this and it keeps going like this. And you get lots of opportunities to either defy the AI or do what it's asking you to do and lots of other things like that. And what I didn't realise, <laughs> what we didn't realise at the time, was that depending on... I think there are about five or six endings, did we find out, Lewis? Yeah, I think it was about five. Um, and we so we did a little bit of what the buddy had said and then a little bit of not what the buddy had said and we ended up with an ending and it was an okay ending it was very strange and incredibly fucked up but it was it was an okay ending yeah but at the end we were just like wow you mean that was a i think it was six hours total gameplay which is pretty good you know for a game that i didn't pay very much for yeah um and they're like well now i know that there's multiple endings i want to experience the multiple endings how can i do that and the only the answer is you've got to play the whole game through again. Oh. I I liked the game well enough. I did not like the game for a further <laughs> six hours worth of gameplay to get a slightly different ending. Yeah. So off we popped to YouTube <laughs> to witness sure. the other endings, uh, and we watched one. Do you want to describe roughly, Lewis, what the other ending was like compared to the first one we got? Can you remember? Significantly better than the ending that we got. <laughs> Significantly better than the so, one that we got. From what we saw. The the neutral ending, which is the, what appears to be the most common ending, is like the weakest of the lot. Yeah, right. It's just kind of it feels a little bit unhinged, but it's not too bad. But then there are other endings that are. I think it's the the super evil bad ending is just horrifying. You get chased around by a giant hand 
<laughs> or, I, uh, and, uh, it, uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's super fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is utterly messed up. But it, 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 there's at one point where there's this weird, great big, like Slender Man, but like way taller thing that's just sat in the corner, like all hunched up, tapping its foot on the floor slowly. And you're there going... I don't like this. And you've, seen, you've seen it before, depending on what else you've done in the game. But at this point, it's now gone into a first-person mode. So you're now like in a kind of Call of Duty-style mode, but the graphics are nowhere near as good. Um, and uh, and you walk around the corner, and this thing is just there. And depending on what you've done, like, for us, basically nothing happened. But in this like super bad ending, the thing suddenly looks up, which is never done in the entire game so far. And then its hand shoots out at you, and you immediately lose everything that was in your bowels and start running away. <laughs> and, then, and then it just keeps going and keeps going, keeps chasing you and chasing you, and the house becomes infinite and everything starts becoming fucked up. And then the screeching going on in the background, and text keeps coming up on the screen going, "I found you! I found you! I found you! I found you! I love you! I love you!" And with it, and with it, going, "Jesus." Christ, what did we have to do to get the shitty ending? This is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. it's for, for what I watched of it, I think the main problem is that it was... twenty. Everything was about 25% too long. Like, it yeah. overstayed its welcome. But yeah. then it would kind of... It did a really good job of then hooking you back in with something interesting... Which then ends up overstaying its welcome by about twenty five percent, and yeah. I'm not sure that that's necessarily a good gameplay loop, um, but it, I don't know, it felt like it artificially lengthened the game. It should have been a four hour game. Yeah, I think I think it should have been a four hour game. They do they do things like at one point out of the blue. They introduce um, a turn based combat mechanic, which hasn't existed in the game thus far. And when it first happens, you're like, this is pretty cool. Wow, they've introduced a third-person, uh, a turn-based combat mechanic. And then around about 40 minutes later, you're like, I'm fucking bored of this now. <laughs> just really annoying and long. Um, and it does the same thing with the quests, the same thing with the story and the dialogue. Everything seems really cool when they first introduce it, but it just goes on that little bit too long. Ah, a bit right. like me. This <laughs> <laughs> podcast in general. Um... Yeah, worthwhile experience thing. Worthwhile yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, like a lot of these games, better experience with somebody else. Yeah. Well, that's why your Discord stream is perfect. Like it's even if it's a game that's not like this, like it, it's just fun to watch someone play and actually interact. Like a lot, yeah. I watch a lot of gamers on YouTube, but you can't interact with them. Watching them live streaming, but also being able to chat to them at the same time is a lot of fun. Yeah, we've been doing. I mean, we've been doing loads of these. I play pretty much every single game now like this, and it's just. I tried Twitch streaming, and it's mm. nice, but it's you get so distracted by the chat. Yeah, you can never be fully engaged with the game because you're constantly being distracted by the chat, mm. and then you feel like you have to do things to engage with the people in chat, and and it's just it, it breaks everything up. When you've just got a close group of friends that are that are watching you play, you fuck up, and it's great because they take the piss out of you, and there's uh, and they're there with you with all the scary parts or helping you try and work out the puzzly parts or in one of the other examples of games that we've got uh, that we're going to uh, talk about a little bit later actually playing the game with you if it's a co-op game yeah so it's just better it's like a it's like a private twitch 
and the, my experience with doing it has been so much better than ev- than streaming on Twitch ever was. Mm. And I definitely, I don't think I go back to streaming on Twitch. I definitely go back to doing, uh, carry on doing it like this on Discord. Right. Okay. So that was Buddy Simulator 1984. Worth playing. Only play it through once. If you're interested in getting a different ending, go to the wikis. Find out there, there, there's a couple of the wiki pages that give you very brief cues on what you need to do in order to achieve a certain ending without completely spoiling the storyline. Right. So you can get these like bullet points where it will say, don't pick up the dog collar, as an example. You don't know what the dog collar is or anything like that. It will just say, as a, as a hint, if you want this ending, don't pick up the dog collar. So if you're interested in playing the game and you're interested in getting one of the better endings, maybe have a look at that. But it is definitely worth playing. It's worth it's worth experiencing because it is good fun. Yeah, I think that was one of the other main drawbacks was that the the probably the least interesting ending is the easiest one to get. Like it's, yes. I don't know it. It felt a bit unsatisfying getting that ending, and then watching the other endings, we were both like, "Fuck! I wish we'd got this ending instead." <laughs> yeah, Jeez. yeah, exactly. And I, we watched three of the other endings, I think, and every single one of them were just better than the one that we got. It's because the one that we got is the wishy-washy ending, where you do a bit that they want, but don't do a bit that they want. But then there's another ending where you literally do everything against what they're asking, and you get this crazy fucked up ending. Or there's another one where you do absolutely everything they ask you to do, and you get this cool ending where it gives you this interesting story about why all of this was happening in the first place. So, But we because we did a... Because we're fucking indecisive, we <laughs> yeah. we just got this wishy washy one. So, here's, yeah. your, here's what you could have won. Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> a bit of a fucking booby bully prize. Yeah. Right, I'm going to come back to another thing that I played in a minute. Um, we're going to have to blast through a couple of other people because I've got a big one to talk about. Um, so, hey, game as well. We need to talk to L. <laughs> right, there's a duck. There's a duck. Right, do we need to brace ourselves, L? Do I, I need played, another drink? I played. I played the big lady game. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I did love it. I'll preface this. I loved it. Can we can we just explain what the big lady? <laughs> okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. We've <laughs> not been on the internet games. for the past few weeks. <laughs> Resident Evil Eight Village has collected oh, yeah. quite a cult following, specifically Lady Dimitrescu, because she is. A nine foot tall with a blessed with many badonkadonks uh, and many uh, internet individuals wish for her to step on them. <laughs> Cue the internet running away with it. <laughs> yes. So you can't see this, right? But but Ross is fanning himself. Nine foot tall, he's saying. his hand in the air. So, because nine foot tall with badonkadonks, right, is is basically in Ross's wheelhouse. Venn diagram. (laughs) Yeah, he's right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Um, And Lewis just likes being stood on, apparently. I don't know what that's all about. Now, I heard that actually her section of the game is not all that long. No, it's not. Um, this is this is the reason I'll come into it. So, Resident Evil 8. Loved it. However. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think they could have split it into four games because Whoa. everything is too rushed. Right? Okay. So the premise is you are Ethan Winters. Uh, so if if you're going to play this game and you you don't want spoilers, like maybe skip ahead like five minutes or so. Uh, you play as Ethan Winters. You've survived. You've got your wife. You move to Europe into some witness protection program thing, and you do some military training. You have a baby with your wife. Um, and this game is about you trying to save your daughter. And you right. uh, you go through four areas, four sections of this game, the four lords. So you've got Lady Demetrasque, you've got uh, Beneviento, you've got Moreau, or Monroe, whatever his name is, and you've got Filthy Hobo Man, uh, Heisenberg. <laughs> is he the um, guy from the from Resi <laughs> Seven, or is that a different guy? No, he's a different guy, Carl Heisenberg. So, so hang on a minute. In the first game, in Resident Evil, not the first game, but in Resident Evil 7, you play as this guy and your wife gets pinched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan Winters her. is the same guy. Right. And then in, Sorry, the, in, the new game, yeah. in the new game, yeah. his daughter gets pinched. Yeah. So is, he's, But he's not Liam Neeson. But don't worry. And he's not Jack Bauer. Spoiler alert. This is a very big spoiler. There's not going to be any more games with Ethan Winters in. <laughs> successful rescue then i'm i'm telling you now so four segments we'll go to the reason why i think this could have been four games uh they're very very distinct locations with very distinct aesthetics you've got castle demetrasque which is oh yeah Uh, (laughs) i want a game where i'm chased by three sexy deranged ladies and their unhinged mother um like they could be so much more if only they had time uh, <laughs> fuck me how many families is Ethan Winters gonna destroy oh, I'm just gonna go into this castle and destroy this you know murder uh, everyone family. in it um, <laughs> Castle Demetrasque hot as fuck could have done a game about it like right. we could have had a whole game with these sexy ass bitches preying on people <laughs> no they pussied out fucking just Make it. Make the podcast. Um, so fantastic, phenomenal part of the game. I loved it. Thought it could have gone on. Thought it could have been an entire game. Uh, second section, House Beneviento, is honestly the horror element of this game. Nothing right. else stands up as as well as this section. Not because of the dolls. Because the basement bit. Um, 
So just <laughs> Richard's so, eyes when you mentioned I'm the dolls. I'm speeding along. There's, a, there's dolls and a base, so, but I think I might be out. <laughs> we'll say uh, Castle Dimitrescu is the classic, like ooh, uh, Bride of Dracula, uh, blood sucking, sexual women uh, flaunting the the lovely jubblies. Honking bazonkers. Uh, it's a beautiful segment of the game. Uh, I probably spent like an hour just looking at the environment. Uh, who would live in a house like this? Me, I would love to live. In a <laughs> through the keyhole. You, you um, spent you spent most of that time just trying to kill one of the daughters so that you could become her. Oh no, I didn't try, Rich. I was like, let's go, <laughs> bitch. You don't know who you're messing with. Um, so brilliant part of the game fantastic house beneviento or i'm probably butchering that pronunciation is uh amazing so you have the the main lord who is a like a puppet master so her split amongst dolls and angie is the main doll who's this creepy little bride style puppet um it's like the good the good like porcelain dolls like the real creepy ones uh, so that's that's her house, very beautiful location. Now you go into a basement part, which is the best part of this game, hands down. I'm sorry, Lady Dimitrescu, you are absolutely beautiful, but you know, I, I'm yeah. here for the spooks, really. Let's let's go for it. <laughs> so you get to a part where you encounter Angie, and Angie is holding a thing that you very much want. You go to take it and all of your items are removed. You've got no weapons. It becomes a very Silent Hill-esque style game. Uh, You have a mannequin uh, of your wife uh, that you basically inspect and you get like loads of different things. Like there's a a symbol on it, eyeball, and there's a thing in her boobie and you have to open her mouth and pry a bit of... Like Operation. Yeah, like Operation, like a really sick <laughs> version of Operation. And there's like parts of mannequins hanging over this Operation table. Um, brilliant, like really, really um, succinct, claustrophobic segment where you're interacting with the doll, uh, mannequin thing, uh, and then you're exploring like this downstairs. So you've got the office next door, which is like a medical office. So you get bits and pieces. Um, there's a little film room. There's a little corridor filled with all of those lovely porcelain dolls. Um, and there gets to a point where you open a door and you go down into this like Ringu style area, right? Where there's a well uh, and there's a crib that's next to the well and the crib's like rocking. And I'm yeah. like, mm, yeah, this is the good stuff. Go down, to, go down to the bottom of the well and there's like pieces of like uh, like rejected parts of your wife's mannequin. You get the thing that you need to. You uh, And basically you hear this massive crack. You start climbing up uh, and the crib has been broken and there's like a baby crying. You're like, well, can't do shit here. I guess I'll leave. Uh, so you go to sort out stuff in the room and the lights are all out the red emergency lights are on (laughs) and there is an umbilical cord a a massive umbilical cord leading from the the table that your wife's mannequin was on out of the door and you follow it and at the end there's a giant baby demon and it is the best because it chases you and it's like ah daddy if it catches you it eats you like a snake 
like fucking grabs you and swallows you whole. Like, Argh. I can't help thinking that they did this better in Carry On Screaming. <laughs> I, I can't help but think that L's entire mental process is completely different to anybody else who's played this game. So I had to come out of this well, seeing this broken thing, right? Because she, she just went, "Well, that I can do him." I was fucking following the miracle cord. I'd have been like, "Nope." Yeah. I'm going to go back down the well. Turn the Xbox off. It was all right down there. Yeah. <laughs> Scoped it out. Know what the Never sleep is. again. <laughs> Live down there for a while. I'm there. Like, Everything will be right. Oh, look at your design. Because like the front half is like this weird like phallic thing, and then the back half is like. <laughs> Wait, are you describing me? No. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the back end is like the legs are kimbo as if like a, a lady giving birth at the back, and it's like. Uh, people can't see my gesticulations, but imagine someone doing a crab, but not sexy. I'll draw it's a diagram and tweet it out for people. Yeah, back. because normally somebody doing a crab would be totally sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it chases you around. Don't don't freak out too much about it. Like if you're smart about it, and you don't panic, and you don't get yourself into like a corner, then you're gonna be fine. This is why and we play different like, games. That little segment there. Don't panic about it. (laughs) I actually forgot that I didn't have my weapons, and I was like, I'm a coming for you. Oh, damn, it got me. Um, And it swallowed you whole. It did swallow me whole. I thought I was going to knife it to death. So that's the best um, section. Yeah, that is is the the best. Joan Baby Murder, that's the best. Yeah, you get chased around, you have to hide, you have to figure out how to get the bits and pieces to get the elevator working so that you can get out of the basement. That is the best bit. But Um, you don't kill the baby. Oh, no. No, you can't kill the baby. Leave the baby there. Uh, Believe me, I tried. Uh, And if it catches you, it will eat you. This is where that moral ambiguity comes in, Lee. Do you see, do you see the difference here? I'm like, <laughs> she tried to kill the baby. Yeah, and she's not apologetic about it. No. Or ambiguous. <laughs> or oh, ambiguous. No. Yeah. I baby murder to... attempt. She's only disappointed because it didn't succeed. Yeah. That, see, this is the difference. <laughs> so, uh, once you've gone through that malarkey, you get to do like the boss fight and you get to chase Angie around the house and stab her in the face with some scissors, which is pretty metal. Um... And then you get the thing and you leave. Fantastic. Uh, amazing segment. Like, those those two segments, strongest parts of this game. Phenomenal. Is that the first part do... of the game, though? The um, first half of the game? Uh, yeah, first half. And then the second uh. half is fight giant fishman <laughs> who is very sad. He watches romance films on his own in the dark, eating a block of cheese. Very relatable. Hey, we all um, do that, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish Mother Miranda loved me. <laughs> like you know, he's he's got issues, man. He's got issues, but it's it's not a stronger segment. It's not scary. I mean, he, I am uncomfortable with fish, and even that bit is like, <laughs> well, whatevs. Um, the only thing where I was like, Ooh, you have to go across these little bridges over the water, and I'm like, Wah. so I'm more scared of bridges than I am of giant sad fishmen. Yeah, uh, and Heisenberg has this amazing factory where uh, he's like making experiments with people and machines. Great, um, people have gone mad about him, and I'm like, the, the bar for people being attracted <laughs> to people is like on the floor. He looks greasy. No, <laughs> bring me back to the castle. Um, 
And all, all of it kind of wraps up. You get like the four jars, you do the thing, and then Mother Miranda, this hot ass bitch, is like, oh, I've been here all along and you're supposed to give shit about me. <laughs> um, and you fight her for your daughter. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's about a two out of ten on the scariness because I'll, I'll give it two for the baby oh, really? in the basement. Wow. Um, some people might find it scarier but yeah i've seen some streamers losing their shit about how scary it is yeah i mean i've i've watched some youtube videos about it and it yeah it's not (laughs) (laughs) we have different levels i think we have different levels yeah but to be fair lewis if there was just a game in which you had to get into a well if it was just a (laughs) game like well maintenance simulator or something like that you'd be out yeah right yeah I don't think that you're the right judge, maybe. <laughs> but also, on the flip side of that, I don't think that L's the right judge either. I'm broken on the inside. Yeah, because when it comes to games like this, you're more a percent point in North, is it? It's, there's a fucking there's a magnet somewhere in the room, and nobody knows where it is. So you're just kind of doing whatever you feel like at this point, baby murder. Like a great time. I was like, this is my holiday destination, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Fine, just dig your wife's booby. Everything's good. Yeah. Wow. Um, so uh, overall, right. So I'm going to jump back because this is something I actually want to talk about. Um, there was a big hoo ha, yeah. not the current hoo ha about mm. how um, women in post-apocalyptic worlds that fight um, mechanical dinosaurs need to wear makeup. <laughs> Previous hoo ha about how um, the about how uh, Resident Evil games are for people who like scary games, and if you don't like scary games, you shouldn't play Resident Evil. Uh, and this game isn't for you, so fuck you. And I can't believe the devs have toned down the scariness in Resident Evil Village because they're pandering to these fucking idiots who shouldn't even be playing the game in the first place. Evidently, all of these people that were saying this have never played any game prior to Resident Evil 7 <laughs> because they are around about as scary as a carry-on film missing a couple of limbs. Yeah, it's, it, like Resident Evil has never been... Like a a horror game, right? It's no, it's thriller. been like a, they've been creepy, and been, there have been like scary, like jump scare yeah, tension games, aren't they? More than scary games, yeah. But they've not been Silent Hill, right? No, <laughs> but and, and even then, it's like Silent Hill is psychological horror. Yeah, it's, it's very very different. Um, yeah. and I can understand where elitists come from because you want spooky games, you want, <coughs> but we can't get good games without money. How yeah, but do you I get would money? also. Also, I would I would understand if if that somebody went to make an amnesia game and said, "I'm going to make it less scary. I want to make it less scary because I want to make it less accessible." Uh, and the people who love the original games go, "Oh, hang on a minute!" Because the entire point in the original games was that they were scary, and I want you to carry on doing what I already love. That I get, but complaining oh, about it with then. Resident Evil seems like a moot point because all of the previous games weren't fucking scary at all. Well, it, I mean, I, I'd even object to the, the previous analogy with the amnesia. Like, not everything needs to be made for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, enough game for everyone. Just fucking enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this one, so Resident Evil Village, on, on a scale of Resident Evil... I really enjoyed it. Fantastic 13 hours that I spent traipsing around... Uh, I would play it again, um, if only to enjoy uh, the company of the Duke for a, a more extended period of time. What a lad. Um, you talk about this like it's a fucking dinner date. It's, it's, it's something fundamentally broken in you. <laughs> I mean, yes, I agree. There is something broken in me. Um, 
Yeah. Is, is there any replayability of the multiple endings, or is there anything else you can do? I don't think that there's a multiple ending, man. There's no way Mushroom Man can come back from being... <laughs> but yeah, that's a big spoiler. But you did say... You I did, I did say, 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 say spoilers. Yeah, you did say at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Basically, there's like a whole storybook motif that continues from the from the beginning to the end, which is, oh yeah, I love that storybook. Um, fucking love that vibe. Um now ethan obviously goes through this hero journey and at the end he uh does the ultimate stra- sacrifice which is i will dare so my wife and child may live uh you know great um the epilogue is the daughter being grown up wearing ethan's jacket like wearing like her mother's ring uh and she's some form of badass who knows like, there's no um, jill valentine no, it's like I, I, she mentions like she's got powers. Oh, so, uh, Alice. She's got yeah, she's got a bodyguard who uh, basically pokes fun at her, and I won't spoil that. But she's like, wind your neck in, lad. There's things that you and Chris haven't seen me do, and I'm just like, oh, please turn him inside out, <laughs> <laughs> please. So she's with Cantaloon Chris at this point. Uh, Chris, Chris is our. Oh, I have problems with this, okay? Is Chris Redfield? Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah. but he looks like Tofu from the, set, from the third game. <laughs> He's one of the most emotionally flat people it's in been for this a lot. game. Yeah. Right? Just, there's there's a bit where it's like, oh, you know, Ethan's dead, and he's like, oh, my emotions as a man. You know? Just like, I've got to punch something. Like, oh. Is he still stuck in a Resident Evil 3 sort of um, animation levels of uh, Oh, no, 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 they made him wider. They've he, turned him into he, into. He looks alright, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't look like he's built like a brick shit house. He looks like he's the actual dimensions <laughs> of a brick shit house. Like he's he's rectangular. Nice. Um. Okay, I need to play this game. The problem is I can't remember if I finish finish Resident Evil Seven. Now that's either because gives a recap. I didn't finish Resident Evil 7, or it's because I've mentally blocked it out. I remember <laughs> being chased around Resident Evil 7 by assorted people who were really scary, like my wife or slash girlfriend who I'd gone into uh, to try and save, who proceeded to bite off some of my fingers. Um, a weird creepy man with a fork. Uh, a weird creepy other person with some other stuff. Still scutlery. Um, and Lady with bugs. There was like a garage and a car and then some stuff. I don't even fucking remember. But I don't know. I I feel like I played enough of Seven. <laughs> you, you can choose to watch a recap at the That'll start. Do. That'll do. I don't. I think I played enough of Seven to know that I don't want to play the rest of Seven. So I'll probably just maybe just do a recap and then watch, and then the play eight. The is the weakest part. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's good. Right. We need to move on to somebody else to talk about some things, uh, and that person probably needs to be Lee. Oh, the only other one I've played is uh, the one I played with you. Well, I mean, I've played some other. Oh no, 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 no! I like it when I like it when I go to somebody else because I don't want to have to talk about it. But actually, it turns out to be a movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> perfect outcome. Word of warning: I've got another game to talk about. Um, okay, hang on, because you saw this, you played this, and Lewis watched yes. me play this. I think twice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you and Lewis can talk about this. I'm just going to sit out. I'm just going to be an impartial observer. <laughs> I will start then. Uh, this is um, It Takes Two Baby. by 
the um, the the day that you asked me to come play this, begged me to come play this. Begged is a bit strong. Um, <laughs> I asked you if you would like to come and play this game Please with me. And it being a co-op game, I don't remember ever begging. From, from the moment you started begging, um, that song was <laughs> rattling around in my head all afternoon. Um, yeah, Joseph Ferris uh, is a personal hero of mine for a few reasons. He gave us one of the most amazing gaming moments I've ever had or, or when we played um, A Way Out together. Um, the Just the set pieces in that game were enough to to make me love that game forever but i mean it was it's a game that hangs together well enough anyway it's not perfect there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, gameplay uh, going on that uh, that could be seen in you know dragged in from other places that y- you could kind of say they're plagiarizing a lot of stuff but it it was it still had enough narrative weight going behind it um, to make you feel that you were playing a movie, I always felt that after we, after we finished playing it, I, I, I loved it so much that every moment of that game has stayed with me more than I can think of any other game that I've played in forty odd years. Me and Lewis played that. Games. Are we talking about? Are we talking about a way out or it takes two? That was a way out. So um, I was I was waxing lyrical about Joseph Ferris, and when um, when I first saw uh, it takes two pop up on my radar and uh saw a trailer for it i had some reservations i wasn't sure that it was going to be um it wasn't going to give me the same kind of feels after we played a way out i then went and played brothers which was his which was the game previous to a way out which where you played co-op your your right hand and left yeah. hand play co-op you know, rather than two people and I, you know, that has mixed uh, reception uh, uh, around the internet. But I really, really enjoyed that, and might have been mostly because I came off of playing uh, a way out <clears throat> with Rich and so successfully, which was such a good time. Anyway, so when I saw it takes two, I I did have some reservations. I wasn't sure it was going to do the same sort of thing. And then I got invited to play it takes two um, a few nights ago with Rich. And he'd already played it, or partially played okay. it, with Backstory, some other people. Backstory, slightly here. Um, I thought, right, this is the perfect game to play with my wife. So the game, <laughs> the storyline of the game, is about a couple who have fallen out and are getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and Life meets yeah, art. And, and it's about uh, <laughs> this, this magical, mystical journey that they go on when they get turned into dolls by the daughter, casting the magic spell on them like a bitch, and instead of deciding to get divorced, they decide that they're going to kill their daughter and bury it or something. We haven't got that far. Um, and so I thought, let's play this with Hannah. She'll probably really enjoy it. She didn't enjoy it. So <laughs> we, we played the first night, um, and she just got incredibly frustrated by the jumping, puzzling, swinging stuff in the game the meat and uh, potatoes of the game the actual game the, that's the game um, <laughs> and she just got pissed off with it and didn't want to play it anymore but she was she was fine watching it she was happy watching it but she just didn't want to be involved I always get that Very and then you feel awkward like. uh, playing it don't you because they're watching you think, they're not really enjoying this they're watching it because you want yeah, to play again, it. Very, 
very similar to my sex life. I can see that you're there as well. Um, at that point in your marriage. So, wow. So I thought, okay, well, I've burnt my bridges with one person. They don't want to play it with me anymore. I need to try and I need to find somebody else who's willing to give this a go and I found Lee because I knew that he wanted break to break glass for emergency Lee so um, <laughs> the barrel was scraped Lee came along and off we got <laughs> there you go backstory. Um so I started the game all over again but playing you as say, the other you say character. all over again you'd only done about 45 minutes to an hour well no 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 that that represented about four hours of playing with Hannah she just wasn't very good at it <laughs> <laughs> we we caught back up to that point in about 45 minutes worth of gameplay with Lee. Partially because I knew where I was going, partially because Lee could actually use the A button. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I've told her all of this. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not usually one uh, that enjoys playing... I don't know, it's not really a game that you have to aim so much with the right thumbstick. Anything that you have to aim with the right thumbstick, I really struggle with. I'm just like first-person shooters on consoles. Just I'm out. I just can't do it. I, I you know, I just want to. I want a mouse <clears> in the right hand. Yeah. Um, but this has got mouse controls, and and we started playing it on pad because he said, oh yeah, it's, it, it can do mouse controls. But you know, we've been playing on pad. I, I thought, oh, I better play it on pad. And uh, about halfway through, we we had a bit of a pause, and I put my hand on the mouse, and I had a little feel of looking around with the mouse. It did not feel good. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, uh, control-wise, I um, I actually got on really well with it. They were a bit varied though, and there were points where I I had to think which button is random button do I you know do I have to push in the thumbstick? Do I have to click the um, there was the, uh, the swinging? So RB, you know, I was pulling the trigger so, instead of pr- pressing the button. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that's necessarily a criticism of the game because I think if no. you said to say myself or Ross when you say RB on an Xbox controller yeah. you know exactly what button that is yeah, yeah. so but yeah, it wasn't so much that uh, it was mislabeled or anything it was that uh, there were a lot of different controls for quite a simple platform game I think they could have simplified the controls a little bit um, but even for a Luddite control user like myself I did actually find it quite actually the only thing I didn't like was it was a complete lack of automatic camera did you yeah, get that? Yeah. You, had to, you had to control the camera manually completely I don't know if there was a so, setting for that or not but I had to twitch on 3D platform games that I've played in the past where there's been an automatic <clears> camera it's always got in the way there's always been a point where you think oh, I just really don't want you to keep controlling it. I wish I could control it myself. And I was, the whole time we were playing this, I'm thinking, oh, I wish it was controlling the camera for so me. So if anybody, if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen this before, or hasn't seen this game played or the trailer or anything like that, this has got um, Hazelite, I think they're called. Hazelite's trademark yep, now split-screen yeah. mechanism, which is the game is split-screen whether you're playing it co-op locally or co-op over the internet. You can always see the other person's screen and literally everything that they're doing, including camera adjustments. So every time the flipping flipped out with the camera i could see exactly where he was flipping out to um so you can see when when your partner's messing up and all the rest of it and that leans really well into the way that this game plays because there's a lot of puzzle elements that um require you really to know what your partner is doing so that you can get the timing right and other things like that and it works really it works well enough um but the premise for this game and i'm going to look to both lewis and lee for this 
The previous game, A Way Out, was a game in, that was relatively serious in which you are you play as two friends or two people who are in prison and you have got to work together to try and escape from prison. It is quite serious. It has some silly undertone bits in it, but it is un- really it's a serious game that has got some pretty punchy and well-written story like story in there. And the way that the characters unfold and the way that they interact with other people works really nicely, coupled with this split-screen mechanism where you can always see what your partner is doing. And if what your partner is doing is less important than what you're doing because you're doing the main part of the game, it adjusts the um, the split-screen share so that that person gets a bit less and you get a bit more, for example. Because this game is a platformer, and it is a cartoony platformer, it can't do that. Because the game literally has to be equal share split screen, or in certain sections it just goes to a single screen because you're both in an area that is small enough for it to only use one screen. Occasionally it goes to like side-scrolling platformer. Yeah. Hazelites and Joseph Farris's, um whole shtick is very good, well-put-together cooperative gaming mixed with... Really punchy, hard-hitting story and well-developed characters. Now. Have you put the bins out? <laughs> so. I, we haven't finished it, but this is a really fucking awkward thing, is it? The, Lewis, what did you feel about the platforming, the graphics and the puzzle elements of the game? I mean, it looked brilliant. The first two hours, maybe two and a half hours, were a bit shit. bit bland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there were like some really fucked up bits. Like one of the the first boss you s- is a, a anthropomorphized anthropomorphized yes yep. Hoover yeah uh, and you suck out its eyeballs. You use its own Hoover mm. arms to suck its eyeballs out, <laughs> which is completely at odds with the whole idea because it, it looks like a very the whole cartoon time you're doing child it. like children's game, and it does this a couple of times. Like, this could actually be a very family-friendly, like, children-friendly game. But there's just a couple of moments where it really isn't. (laughs) The aesthetic is is child-friendly. Yeah. But then there's a lot of dark undertones. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot. And the the puzzling, Lewis. What did you think about watching the puzzling and the the jumping and the mechanics and all the rest of it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it it looked great from what I could tell. It, It looked like the... The controls, from watching you play it, it looked like the controls might have been a little bit janky. Um, but, yeah, the the puzzles looked good. Yeah. And, Lee, from a pacing point of view, and forgetting about the cutscenes and the story for now, from a pacing point of view, from a jumping and feel point of view, and the, and the way that you got through the puzzles and how fast that came to us, how did that feel? It was That was actually the... The strong point of it for uh, for me because it felt like that at one point you said we're really synergizing um, as we played it. Um, that was almost immediately just before we crashed in straight into something. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the speed of the game that we were playing it at, I'm not sure if that's going to be everybody's experience, and it certainly wasn't yours and Hannah's experience. But it it felt the pace was good, yeah. but mostly because we were just tearing through it. As fast as we could. And any time we had an, adva- an advantage because any time that we had a pause where we were like, hang on, what? I've missed something here. Lewis or Hannah would say, oh, it's that thing on the wall. You've got to press that. 
and so we had four four sets of eyes on it uh, at at all times. So it, we were absolutely screaming through the game. I felt like, yeah, and so that was good. So the the graphics are brilliant. Yes. The pacing's good. The achingly good in places. Yeah. The graphics, the puzzles are really enjoyable and fantastic. All of this. Well, is, all late, of this later is, on in the game. Later on in the game, the early ones not so great, but the, the the later ones and the environments get so much more intricate, and colourful, and over the top and brilliant later on in the game as well. You've got to bear bear with the the beginning parts. Now, part of the reason we were tearing through the game so fast, and part of the reason that we weren't stopping, is because you get these little side games in the game that are supposed to be metaphors for you rebuilding your tattered relationship. We didn't do any of those. And then, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. So I'm going to go back to the panel now, after saying all of those things that are pretty decent about this game. Um... What did you think of the story? Pap. Crap. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks. No. It, <laughs> it has it had the uh, potential to be a really good nuanced story, but there was just none of the nuance there. It was constant like the two protagonists uh bickering the entire time yeah like if i wanted to watch two adults bickering i'd go and see my parents but the nuance <laughs> that was in these that was in this game so in the previous games there's all this nuance about the characters and their interactions and the way that they built they work together socially in this game you've got these two people who have got this fractured relationship despite the fact that they have a daughter and all the way through the what four hours of game that we played, mm. every single thing that they brought up had zero nuance to it whatsoever. The first gripe mm. was, well, you didn't fix the vacuum cleaner, that's why it's now attacking us. The next one was, well, if you'd have cleaned out the bees' nest, the wasps wouldn't be attacking us. The next one was, well, you should have taken out the trash or something. L- literally, if these motherfuckers got a maid, they wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> they... Therapy. Yeah, well, everything was about was... these very basic... House chore, you did this, but then it was like a child's view of what is wrong yeah. in the relationship. There was well, no, no, yeah, and Lewis had this theory that there's a reason behind that, but so it, it sort of came across like it was. I don't think it was intentional, but it was coming across like there was no nuance because when you see. As a, I would assume that as a child, when you see parents bickering, that's literally all you see. Like, yeah. you don't see any of the kind of behind closed doors. Um, and I was wondering if it maybe was trying to tell the story that way. But then there are other bits that just kind of shot straight through that theory. My, my, the biggest irritation for me was not the so much the story. That was jarring as we played along but it didn't get in the way so much we kept getting in the way and dragging me out of the story was the bloody oh, the book. fucking book there's a comic relief character that looks quite kind of charming and quirky and daft in the trailer and he's kind of charming charming and quirky and daft for about 15 seconds in the actual game and then he wears the fuck out of his welcome. And you do not want him there anymore. And every time he turned up, it was just so irritating. I just don't understand. I I can't tell if this was a game that Hazelite was just aiming at a completely different group of people. But it felt sloppy. The story, the writing, the direction, the pacing of everything that wasn't 
the gameplay part of the game was shit. Everything that was just a platformer. If, if it was that your daughter had accidentally cast a spell, turned you into these two dolls, and now she's in a car and leaving, and you're losing your opportunity to get back to her, so you have to work through all these puzzle levels to get to her, fine. Literally a non-story, I would have been fine with that. You've got to get through these levels to get to your daughter who's in the car before she leaves. That's all this game needed. But trying to put what could have been a nuanced story with adult themes into it, it just... I guess it could have worked. Fucking doesn't. It really, really doesn't. It's so bad. And we found ourselves blasting through this game and not stopping to explore because there are secrets in there. Because at one point we found these two dolls, which are the two characters from A Way Out. Um, So there are secrets in there, but we just didn't bother with them because it felt like a game that you had to get through. It didn't feel like a game that you wanted to play. It felt like something that I've started. I want to get through it now and be done with it. And that's kind of how I ended up playing it. And I, uh, I wanted to beat it. Yeah, I, di- I didn't want to. I didn't want to experience it. I wanted to. Oh, yeah, beat I wanted it. to be done. <laughs> I wanted it to be over. Yeah. And it's such a fucking shame. It felt like such a shame. So yeah, I don't know. I think we need to play it through for the rest of the way, just in case for some weird, clever reason that it's shit. It's like some kind of Rick and Morty thing, you know, where at the end they kind of go, "Oh, it was meant to be shit." Jokes on you. <laughs> I don't know. I. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Right. Look, it's not. Well, it's not shit, but it's there's a it's, there's a lot. Wrong there's a lot it. wrong. There's so much wrong with it that it's shit, in my opinion. <laughs> we need to play more of it. I think we'll probably come back and talk about it. Look, I, it's good value for me. I've been hustled along now because we're running out of time. Um, so we need to talk about things. And there's a thing I really want to talk about. Um, Ross, yeah, you had another game that you wanted to talk about. Uh, it's fine. It's called Snow Runner. It's shit. Don't play it. Brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> Else, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I've been Brilliant. focused Lee. on big mummy milkers. Big mummy milkers. <laughs> you made like a weird money money gesture at me just then. Like, what what was that about? Was that like time is money, or I need to pay you for something? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were going, you were going like this, like a fucking weird squirrel or something. <laughs> I can't. I think I was, <laughs> I was snapping my fingers. Time, time. Is, yeah, come, on. Oh, it, come on, move it along. Brilliant. Like, loving snap that. Uh, Lewis, is there anything that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, I briefly played a little bit of uh, Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap. Oh, been right. Out, been out for a while now. It's basically an on-rails shooter, but instead of a gun, you've got a camera. It's like Left 4 Left Dead with Pokemon. <laughs> no, not, left, not, not Left 4 Dead. What is it? House of the Dead? Yeah. House of the Dead, it. yeah. Typing See, of the Dead. I house. loved the original Pokemon Snap on the N64. Mm. I actually really liked it. it. It's fine, but I don't have that kind of uh, nostalgia for the, the original. So, yeah. and Don't some people get really angry about Pokemon Snap? I don't know. I've, Probably. I, I keep seeing people that. Pokemon no, fans are idiots. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I played a little bit of Hades as well, which is oh, very good. Um, it looks absolutely stunning. It is such, such a beautiful game. The artwork Hades. is astonishing. Yeah, Hades. It looks amazing. What's yeah. that? What's that? It's a um, dungeon crawler. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Uh, and you play Hades and you're trying to escape hell, I guess. Is this uh, side-scrolling or 3D? Uh, or... So it's like a top-down kind of... Well, no, it's type. not even top-down. It's like 
three quarters down. Yeah, isometric. Yeah. Um, Roguelike from the creators of Bastion. Yeah. Okay. Bastion and Transfu- Transfusion? Transistor. Trans- Transistor. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. It's worth, worth a try. Jesus, it's 20 quid on Steam. <laughs> I but... probably... Well, I probably wouldn't have bought it, but I got a like a, a thanks for doing your job bonus from work, uh, which was oh, like nice. an Amazon voucher. So I bought it on Amazon. Okay, all right, um, right, yeah. What platform you pl- you playing it on? Uh, Switch. Both of them on the Switch. Ooh. I I wish that I'd. I mean, I can dock my Switch, but it means having to plug it back in. Um, just for. Hades because it looks that nice. So, oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Lewis has talked about things. Lee has talked about things. Ella's talked about things. Ross has talked about not very much. And I've talked about loads of things. How long have I got left? What's on the clock? 10 minutes. Oh my God, I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> I did a thing. I went to a shop. I don't normally do this, but I went to a shop and I was like, oh, look at this. There's some fucking games. Um, I've got a PlayStation 4, as I've spoken about before, and the only reason that it exists in my house is so that I can play PlayStation 4 exclusives. I went into game of all places. I went wow, into game what? and they had like three for 20 pounds or whatever on games. What, PlayStation 4? Yeah, oh. PlayStation 4. Picked up a couple of, wait, what did I say? Picked up a couple of games, took them to the counter, guy behind the counter, roughly 14 foot three with a great big afro, um, <laughs> kind of looks down at me from Mars and goes, oh, you're buying PlayStation 4 exclusives. And I went, yes, I am. And he went, brilliant, you haven't got Bloodborne. And I went, no, I fucking don't. It's a Souls-like game. And he went, you're mad. <laughs> anyway, we ended up having a conversation. He said, look, I understand Souls games are not for everybody. They're definitely not for everybody. But which one did you tank out on? And I said, Dark Souls 2. And he said, that's why you don't like Souls games. Because not even people who like Souls games like Dark Souls 2. And I went, well, nobody fucking told me that when I tried playing. (laughs) So anyway, long story short, he was big and imposing. He told me that I should definitely get Bloodborne because I will probably like it, but it's not his fault if I don't. So I bought a handful of games, including Shadow of the Colossus and and, uh, something about a Guardian and Bloodborne. And I got home and I put in Bloodborne and I told Lewis about it. And Lewis told me I was a fucking idiot. And I went, yeah, I prob- probably am. And we put on Bloodborne. And for the first 25 minutes or so, Lewis was right. <laughs> and So I... can I just interject? <laughs> yes, off the back ahead. of what Off the back of watching <laughs> Rich play this, I then went out and bought Bloodborne and realised that I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, longish story short. If you have been burnt by Souls games in the past, by either Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 2, um, specifically Dark Souls 2, because there's a particular mechanic in there that I didn't realise was native, to, it was not native to Dark Souls games, that was put in specifically for 2 and was hated by Dark Souls players generally. Not by everybody, but generally. Anyway, I got Bloodborne, genuinely didn't expect to like it. For the first 25, 30-odd minutes, genuinely didn't like it and came very, very close to turning it off. And then at some point, something clicked. And it started to get better. And it started to get easier. And I acknowledged that it didn't matter if I died and lost all of these blood echoes that I'd saved up. Because actually, the majority of the experience that I was getting was in the layout of the map and in myself. Because I was learning how to fight and learning how the game worked and how the mechanics worked and how to dodge and all this. 
And it got better, and it got better, and then I got to a boss, and it was really fucking hard, and I beat it, and then it did it did another area and another bit, and I'm building up blood echoes, and I'm so and all of a sudden I'm fucking hooked. Like absolutely hooked. Like I want to finish work so I can play this game hooked. Like on some occasions, I'm not even waiting until I finish work and playing it anyway. Or, <laughs> oh, it, it completely grabbed me in. I don't know what it was like watching it, Lewis, as I was progressing. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting gradually better. Like, better by increments, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, so, I mean, it was interesting to watch because you could see the the literal improvement. Like, whilst you can upgrade weapons... Um, it doesn't make a huge difference. Like they're not. It's not like you can have one weapon. Your starting weapon is pap, and then you buy or find another weapon that is significantly better. Like they're only incremental uh, improvements. So, um, yeah, a lot of it, from what I, from what I've seen, is literally just down to learning the mechanics of the game learning how the game ticks <clears throat> and there is some um, leveling up because you you do advance you do level up but it's so slow like it's hmm. not you won't gain a level and suddenly become twice as hard or pick up a new weapon and suddenly become three times stronger it's just not it doesn't work it's not a game that works like that anyway long story short played it for a while bought the expansion beat the expansion and the game, played the whole game again, now I've completed it twice. So, I really... (laughs) It's, honestly, and it is not for everybody. It is definitely not for everybody. And the game punishes you. The first 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay, I feel like are there to gatekeep people. To kind of go, if you can't get through this, you ain't going to like this game. You are not going to like this game. But if you can get through that... And if you end up feeling like you're starting to get somewhere with it, God, it's so satisfying. It is so satisfying. It's still a bit janky and it's still got some of that Dark Souls clunkiness about it. But fuck, I haven't had a game hook me like that in absolutely ages. Really difficult. Great fun. You die a fucking ton, but you've just got to live with it because it's part of the game. And you progress and grow and get better and learn things about the game. The storyline is completely incomprehensible. I I played it through twice and I still have no idea what happened or why I was there or who I was. Not a fucking clue. It's, and stuff happened and people talk to you and say, "Oh, you gotta go here and pick up the stuff for my dad or something." I I don't know what was going on. So ignored all of that. <coughs> Lewis kind of filled me in on some of it because he watched a couple of law videos to tell me what's going on. Apparently, I tried to rescue a girl, but she got killed by a pig. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> so it was all that shit going on. Anyway, I fucking loved it. And it, honestly, if you've ever been burnt by a Dark Souls game and feel like you, you, it was something that you wanted to enjoy or something that you wanted to get involved in, and you couldn't, and you're willing to put the time and effort in, and you've got a PlayStation 4, try Bloodborne. Because it genuinely is worth it if you can get into it. You might not. So, spoiler, you might not get into it. But if you can... Jesus, it's just so good. Anyway, that's me. I played Bloodborne. Couldn't fucking believe it. I'm actually going to play Dark Souls 3 now, which is surprising nobody more than me. But I am going to give it a go because I loved it so much that if there is another game that is adjacent to it that I might be able to also enjoy, I'm going to give that a go too. I have actually played Dark Souls 3 for a hot minute and I didn't really enjoy it that much, but I was trying to play it with Ross, uh, with Roy and Lee and we were playing it online so that we could play oh, together God. and we kept getting invaded. 
big point, Bloodborne you can play completely <laughs> offline, so you cannot get invaded, so you are completely playing a single player game, so all of that invasion shit doesn't happen, I don't know how much time I've got left, but I'm pretty sure I've got to end, thank you very much for listening <laughs> I have been Rich you've been listening to Red Player 2 episode 96 uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zebwen, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N you can find all of us on Twitter at Ready Player 2, that's at Ready P2 is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant you can find Ross at <laughs> Ross Bell 1984 you can find L at escaping IRL. So say that what? again. <laughs> escaping. There we go. Thank you. That's better. So that, that, that definitely sounded worse. like something else. <laughs> Didn't sound oh, really? good first time round. <laughs> and Lewis at. Uh... He's got to remember what he is now. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lee. We can find you at <laughs> ZZ Lee ZZ uh, on Twitter, and uh, more fun making it on YouTube. Uh, uh, and I'm. Nuka Kong now. (laughs) Brilliant. Right. Thank you very much. Sorry that we've had to end so abruptly, but we have a recording schedule that is about to end in a... (laughs) I'm only joking. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, such a dad. Right. (laughs) Thank you very much for coming along. Sorry I had to blast through the end segment. From all of us here, come back and find us in another month's time when we record another episode. on big mummy milkers pokemon fans are idiots hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.